The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi, welcome back to the Mighty Whites podcast, episode 27, and this is a proper season preview with all those predictions and stuff, basically setting ourselves up for embarrassment by the time the end of the season comes around. Once again, John by KC. Hello. Uh, are you, it's weird because I want to take the piss out of your predictions for last year, but you technically won. <laughs> I am making the worst prediction of all of them and yet coming out on top. That was a, that's a classic KC move right there. I'm sure that there's a Brexit joke in there somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was going to say, we did as normal thing with the last podcast. We recorded it, work got in the way, so it took a couple of days to get it out. And in the meantime... Everything happened. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll get through it all. Because, uh, you know, there's only so long that we want to keep everyone. Um, started out, uh, they confirmed the Bamford deal. Now, we did get to talk about that a fair bit because it had broken that it was going to happen. But yeah, seven million, maybe going up to ten. Four-year deal. Said it was a no-brainer to join Leeds. Real chance to be the main striker, which is the main thing that he's looking forward to from it. By the sounds of it. So, uh, are you pleased? Um, yeah, his his record hasn't been the best, but we we did need we did need an out-and-out striker to lead the line. Um, as you look at when he said it was a no-brainer to join Leeds, in as much as he wasn't really going to be playing that much for Middlesbrough. So, um, I don't know what other interest there was in him, but it's a, it's a decent signing. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, and he was joined. This one didn't break until the next day, so we know knew, knew we knew nothing about it going in. But uh, Jack Allison on loan from Manchester City. Uh, we did talk a little bit about him last season when he joined Middlesbrough, and he didn't really get a chance there. But you know, young player, quick, likes to run at people. Apparently, cuts inside onto his left foot a lot. And through it all together, they asked the. Uh, New York City SB Nation site put some river blue about him, and they were praising him to high heaven. Mm. That's good. He he's he's looked all right. I've seen a little bit of him because he's been with Man City playing in America. Wasn't I think the final game he played before he came to play before he came to us was playing against Bayern Munich, and I know it's reserve teams a lot of the time, but um, yeah, a, a very good signing. Again, we we definitely need a winger. We need something a little bit different and. It'd be quite nice to have that extra option, um, and between him and Jack Clark as well, you could have two. You could have a player on each wing cutting inside and getting some shots in as well if you wanted. Yeah, I don't think Clark will get a chance straight away, but I reckon he'll play against Bolton. In yeah, um, but yeah, again, like you say, I think in terms of, and I think it's an issue we've had for a little while is we kind of lacked pace, and then we brought Sacco in, but he he had the pace, but not necessarily the the quality. Um, so he can come in and uh, yeah, take on players like you say, cut inside and get a few more shots on goal. If we can have a, the wingers grabbing a couple more goals this season, I think it'd be uh, a big boost for us. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a lot of similarities to the confident version of Alioski, which we haven't seen for a while. I'll take that. Yeah, you know, I think for me that the height of Alioski was um, beating Middlesbrough at home last season when he had George Friend in his pocket the whole time. Um, I don't. I think unfortunately with the way we performed, I don't think you ever really got 
you, know, you didn't get to see too much of the best of Alioski on a consistent basis. But between Ali, you've got Alioski, Hernandez, Harrison, Dallas. Uh, like you say, you got Clark, who's there, who can play on the wing. We've got a few options now, which is which is quite nice. And and like you say, I think with the style we're going to be playing under Bielsa, I think we need those options there for for rotating. There we have Casey treading all over the preview of our attacking options that were through it all together, which is through it all together. Svnation.com. There you go. Yeah, uh, one of the good things is, uh, did you see Guardiola went out of his way to praise Harrison? He, uh, yeah. He, he was saying that uh, he's had a really good preseason in America and he was really rated. But he said Leeds is a perfect move for him and he'll do well under Bielsa. Yeah, it's great that it's not just... I mean, you see so many now uh, players going out between Man City, Chelsea, going out on loan that, um, you know, it's not like you you hear their managers name naming them all the time and, you know, giving their thoughts on them. So it's quite nice to hear Jack Harrison actually get a mention as uh, as he's come over to us. I have a theory, actually, that Chelsea's manager doesn't know who half of them are. No, but I don't think any of them have. Just looks and gone, what, what have we got? Six of them in Belgium, three are in Holland, a couple in the chat. Okay. Chelsea are in on the joke now. Did you see they've sent that, like, 36-year-old keeper, Eduardo, to the S. Arnhem? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> They're fully self-aware of the joke. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's uh yeah, it's impressive, but it's it's good that that Guardiola is is aware of him and must be giving him some level of consideration as for the future anyway. Yeah, uh, we will. He isn't an in, but we will mention it now. Uh, we've been linked quite heavily with Matthew Pennington returning another loan deal. Um, okay, <laughs> that, that, that's that's what I think of that. Yeah, he's um, uh, I mean he's. He's got the potential to be fine, but he really didn't. He really didn't fill me with confidence last season. He's got the potential to be fine. Um, yeah, I've seen in glimpses. He he is a solid defender at times, but I, I don't know. He was hampered a little bit by injuries last season, which you know, if that kind of continues into next season, would be an issue as well. Um. It'll be interesting to see oh, the defensive lineup for for the Stoke game, and then we'll get on to it because um, we really don't have many first choice centre back options. That's very true. Uh, we'll go through some of the outs as well because I mean we'll come on to the team properly when we talk about Stoke game. But uh, there's been a few outs as well since the last podcast. Some tears have been shed over some of these names. Yeah, and chief among the tears. It's awful when your club loses a really gifted central midfielder. You know, just an amazing player who you really think could be the man to lead the club to glory. But Luke Murphy has gone to Bolton. <laughs> Luke Murphy is no longer that man. My boy has gone. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely coming. Uh, it was. I think it was one of those when, you, when I was looking, I just thought, oh, he's got another year left on his contract as well. He's not getting bought anytime soon. Um, yeah, he'll be. Uh, there, there's a decent player in there in Luke Murphy. I think the Burton fan, Burton seemed to like him, but then obviously going down, I think kind of hampered their chance of getting him in for, with wages. Um, you know, is he probably a bottom end championship player at this point? You'd probably say so. Yeah, I um, I think he'll do well at Bolton, even if Bolton don't do well. 
Yeah, I think I think I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, the the main thing that I try and take with Murphy is, and I mean, as I I have a bias towards Luke Murphy, I always have. I just really like him. I don't know why he's just one of them players that I've always had a soft spot for. But I mean, he isn't good enough to play for Leeds. He just isn't. Uh, but he had a, I, I like to just go back and remember his start, his last minute winner against Brighton, that won't handball even slightly. Uh, and he, he played some decent stuff in that good run we had under Redfern when we beat like Bournemouth at home and beat we, won, we beat teams at the top of the league. Always worked hard, took a pay cut to stay. So if nothing else, he seems like a nice bloke. Yeah, he he had a spell and like you say, it, it was great debut and it's unfortunate that he kind of couldn't really maintain any level of form with us um he, he probably came in at the worst time as well during that gfh it spells and you know when the, the he came in noel hunt came in um and we we still had a number of the warnock players around then as well you know it wasn't a great time for him to be coming into leeds um and still, I'm, I'm guessing probably before. I'm trying to think who would have been who was the last million pound player we bought before Luke Murphy. Was it Cresswell? It might have been. I know that it was from the previous championship time. I'm guessing it was. It's either Healy or Cresswell. I think Cresswell came in after Healy. Yeah, I think I'm not hundred percent. But yeah, so, so he kind of came in with a big. With that on over his shoulders as well uh, as the first million pound player we'd bought in a while, um, I wish him all the best. It, you know, apart from um, upsetting Mark Young during the the League Cup game, he upset he, me. He never... Should have got sent off twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad when you look at your own player. Jeez, he should be off. I maintain that because Luke Murphy is an all round great guy, that he was getting sent off on purpose so we'd lose, so that Hockaday would get sacked. Ah, he was doing it for the greater good. Greater good. Uh, yeah. He's not the only nice guy not good enough to play for Leeds who has left this week. Uh, Hadi Sacco's gone to Las Palmas on loan for the season. Um, yeah, that's fine. I assume it's just another way of getting him off the wage, or getting part of his uh, wage bill reduced for a season. Um, clearly not good enough. We saw enough times last season. He'll always have Burnley. Yeah. But yeah, that aside, he, he was so ineffective in games, even coming off the bench. He, his end product is just non-existent. Um, it was inter- it was interesting to see him go to Las Palmas because they're part of the group, aren't they? Part of the group associated with Aspire as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that culturally in SRR, but if I remember rightly, Las Palmas are as well. And I, th- I think I know this through Football Manager. I could be wrong. It's possible because it'd explain why we had a friendly with them and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I th- so I think that's where that. I, d- I don't know if that's the reason why that's happened, but I know there is the link there anyway. Yeah, he may not show enough on the pitch, but there is one thing that is in no doubt, and that's his excellent Twitter game. Before the get- before the move was even announced, he just tweeted out, "How do you say square it in Spanish?" <laughs> You know. I think it's. I think the worrying thing though is to be that self-aware of your problems in <laughs> in football when that is your when that is the main attribute you are lacking. I don't know. I'm aware I'm fat. <laughs> you know, it just. But you're not getting paid several thousand pounds a week. You don't he, know. 
I mean, yeah, you, I, I've got a rough idea of your wages. You're doing a lot better than I am, but you know, there's there's children begging in on the streets of Budapest that are doing better than I'm doing. Um, I don't know why I chose Budapest. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> just just happened. Because um, he's he's 24, 25 now. You get to the point that you should have you should have got past this now, and clearly he hasn't. So yeah. Uh, Good luck, sir. Yeah. Uh, we, we released him a while ago. Lonergan signed for Middlesbrough. Good for him. The yep. the main event of the sales, and this is the one that I've left to last because it might take a while. Ronaldo Vieira. He's gone to Sampdoria for a fee that's apparently £7.7 million and could rise up to ten. Uh, it was going to be a very different debate about it until... Have you seen Radrizani's interview today? I haven't, no. So this right. is going to be interesting. For this me. is the very brief Cliff Notes version. But basically, he said that the club, quotes, cannot buy and not sell. Uh, and this was a sacrifice that was re- required. The club needed a striker and a left wing back far more than we needed a central midfielder. Bielsa said he wanted to keep Vieira because he's a good player and he thinks he could be worth double that fee in a year or two. But Bielsa also said to Adrizani that he. Vieira wasn't likely to be in the starting lineup, so he's basically gone. Look, we needed to get rid of someone. He did say at the end of this that it could that it leaves us room to be able to get a couple more in if if the opportunity arises. But he's basically admitted that he was sold to balance the books. Basically, I'm really not happy with it. Mm. I honestly just think we got a player who's won the under twenties. World Cup with England. Very promising, been in and out of the team. He's been in the team from a young age, part of a team that not always the best, you know, especially the runs we were on last season. So, you know, you could list every central midfielder we played last season. You can't particularly, you know, hold it against him. I think a, a young, fairly inexperienced player coming in and he was still doing a much better job than Union O'Kane was. Um, and the the numbers when you when you've written the numbers down, it says for a fee of seven point seven million, apparently rising to ten, which does, you know, I'm not great at maths, but does roughly cover the Bamford deal, um, which I don't know. It, you know, we did need a striker, but I, I really hope we've got a good sell-on clause in there or something like that where we we can get some more money out of the deal because to be selling one of our young central midfielders again that's, that's uh, you know got still three four years left to, to develop um it's very disappointing yeah i'm gonna prefix this by saying i didn't want us to sell him but i'm not as up in arms as some people are my arms are very up yeah <laughs> yeah mine are more level with my shoulders more of a jesus christ pose <laughs> Sorry, when you said it at first, I thought they were out in front of you, so I was thinking zombie, and then when you said Jesus, I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, I wouldn't have sold him, but a lot of... Basically, it isn't to make sure the club makes a big profit, it's to make sure it doesn't make a big loss. So, business-wise, it's, it's not great, but I can understand it. We have got rid of Vieira who was probably going to be on the bench. And with that money, we've got in, in my opinion, the best left wing back in the league, 
and we've got the centre for- a centre forward that we desperately needed. So I don't think it's the worst trade off in the world as much as I like Vieira. I also think Vieira was pretty poor last season. For the most part, I think he looked poor in pre season. He's never going to be able to play that deep midfielder role because I don't think he's that like Forshaw has played because I don't think his passing's good enough for it. When he dropped into centre back, he looked incredibly uncomfortable. He is only twenty, but he's already got a history of knee problems. It's I wouldn't I would have preferred not to sold not to have sold him, but I can understand why they did it if I'm playing devil's advocate. Can you stop being so reasonable about this? I'm trying to be mad over here. <laughs> um, Sounds like conversations that you hear in a pub, that. <laughs> Can you stop using logic? Yeah. Um, Can prove anything with fact. Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's more of a seeing someone who, I know he's not even spent that much time in the academy, but is kind of coming as a youngster and coming to the first team. Like you say, it didn't have a, a good season last season, but the only central midfielder who did was Adam Forshaw and he only played five games. I think that's that's one of the things that makes it worse. I don't think that... I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed too. I don't think I'd be as annoyed if Forshaw wasn't injured. Yeah, and I think the problem is, is saying... The, the problem I probably have with Bielsa saying that he, he would be coming off the bench is that... Uh, to be fair, Bielsa in his press conference did go out of his way to say, I did not want to lose him as a good player. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, but I just I just think the logic of he's going to be on the bench, he's going to be on the bench, that is entirely dependent on players' form, on injuries. Um, you know, if, if it... If, Idaguchi comes into the side and... I, I would be amazed if you see Idaguchi. <laughs> uh, but again, now, of, of all these central midfielders we've had, we've made it fairly clear that there's no space in this squad for Yuna no Kane. Idaguchi's probably not going to be all that involved. Phillips has played centre-back. Forshaw's injured. Hashtag. It's... <laughs> Click. News. There you go. Click a, click a Murphy, it could have been the dream. Yeah. Could have had that dream partnership. Um, yeah, it just, seem, it just seems... Uh, it's disappointing that it's happened. Oh, it's, it's very disappointing. He's a, he's a good young I think player. The, the reasoning behind it is, is sound. It's just disappointing. It's one of those that makes... Pretty, it makes fairly good business sense. It doesn't make all that great football sense. And we're always going to see it from the football side first. There was something very odd about seeing his first game for Sampdoria being played at Aldershot, though. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird how he travelled back with the team and landed. <laughs> you know, going, hang on, why are you flying into the country when it hasn't been announced we've sold you yet? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like, who, who are we playing first? Fulham. I did that last season. Like, um, I, I hope he has a great season. Um, yeah. I, I think, and I think he might be quite well suited to Italian football at this stage of his career. A little bit slower, probably a little bit less frantic. Um, I'll probably give him a little bit more time on the ball. Um, so and I hope it works out for him. Yeah. Uh, based off the way they've been on Twitter, Sampdoria haven't signed him for a footballer. They've signed him for a marketing exercise. Did you see their tweet with it? 
I haven't seen it now. You know the tweet that um, the black and white Ronaldo picture that Juventus used to announce him. Oh yes, I Ronaldo, did see that. and it's that only it just says Vieira in little letters at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. That was, um, that was interesting. Yeah, um, that's nice. I, I quite like some of these things have been pretty invented. You'll still find. I think it'll still be tough to top the the Stuart Taylor re-signing his contract with Southampton video. But, you know, I, I quite like some of these things that are, that are going on now. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's not a great link, but it'll do. Speaking of young players at Leeds who have been shipped off to other places, uh, did you see the interview with J.Y. Grot in the Dutch press? Yes, it was, it was a nice chance for me to brush up on my Dutch, actually. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, just saying that he lost a lot of confidence at Leeds and found that, and that led to him feeling less fit and stuff, which sounds a bit like having anxiety attacks to an uneducated person like me. Uh, yeah. He found it hard to adapt to living with Leeds. He was always coming home to an empty house, which was the line that got a bit of traction on uh, on Twitter because people, and there is truth to this, there was a lot of people who were like, well, the club needs to be doing more, and they probably do. But even he said that a lot of that's on him. Because he didn't try and make friends with everyone, he was just staying at home. I suppose I, I I don't know much about his personal life. I'm I'm guessing he's he didn't have a girlfriend or anything when he signed, so he's just moved over as a 19 year old lad. And I, th- I, th- I think that is one of those things. Yeah, if you're coming over at that age and coming into a new country, and yes, I suppose knowing. Holland, his English probably won't have been all that bad, but it's probably better than there ours. you go. Oh yeah, but you know there you go. That's the city centre apartment. Um, off you go, go play football now. And I think, and I think it's a problem that football's had a lot. Um, and I know with the bigger with b- bigger clubs, typically you'll have, um, but you'll have companies or you'll have a couple of people at your club who. It is their job to make sure everyone settles in. Well, you, when you arrive, you'll basically have like a choice of four cars. You'll have four or five houses lined up for you to view. Um, you, you'll have English-speaking lessons uh, arranged for you already. That that person will spend time with you. That will take you out and show you around. And I suppose once you get to the championship, that that sort of thing probably doesn't exist. At least not to the same level. No, I, I imagine, you know, there was probably someone from the club who, you know, greeted him off the plane, escorted him into Leeds and said, this is your hotel you'll be staying in once you're, once you're finished, then, you know, once you find a house, then uh, let us know and we will finish the, you know, cancel the appointment there or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine why it would have been very difficult for him. Yeah. He's also one of the first footballers I've heard admit that like the stuff on Twitter really got to him, uh, which he said wasn't fair. But he also said it's not like he's shirking responsibility. Like he did say that if there was nine people saying he's a young lad, give him time, and one person saying he's just shy, it was that mm. one that he focused on. And I've it, it led to a bit of a debate about what you should say about players on Twitter. I've always had the thing of don't tweet shitty things at a player. Don't tag it. Like I'm allowed to go on Twitter if I've watched Jeroy Grot play badly and go and put Grot was absolutely awful today. But if I put at Jeroy Grot, whatever I don't know what Twitter yeah. is. If I put at Jeroy Grot was awful today, that's going out of your way. 
Yeah, and I, and I, and I think... Cause if I, he vanity searches himself, I don't have that much yeah. sympathy with that. From that, it doesn't sound like he's that sort of person, though. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone's vanity searching themselves. I don't think anyone... And especially him, you know, he didn't get the best reception at games at the best of times. That, that was the bit of it that I didn't like. There was one game where he, like, got, like, whistled and kind of booed on. I, I think... And I, and I think we kind of talked about early doors that he hadn't looked great and then it just got to a point where you just like I just feel bad for him he now needed, I mean he did get pulled out of the firing line eventually and then brought back and put into it at the end of the season when him and Lasaga were having the worst sub appearances in living memory but yeah. like early in the season after two games you could say he wasn't ready yet that was when he needed mm. pulling out of the firing line but, and, it took, and it took far too long for us to think I'll just put him with the under 23s for a couple of months just let him play there like get some game time Get a few goals, and because I think his first under twenty three game, he he scored. He might have got a couple. Yeah, I think it was away at Hull, if I remember that. But yeah, and, and you just think, just it, it just it got to be upsetting. I saw his fan at times, and he's just like, why, why are we just doing this, this poor lad? Now send Lasaga out. He was getting paid enough. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll come on to him later. Actually. Oh, okay. I've got a thing about him. Uh. Obviously, Grot playing in the under-23s did a bit, bit better. He's out on loan now, so hopefully he does well at Venlo and comes back. But uh, speaking of the under-23s, they did have a friendly against Taddy Albion the other night. Uh, they won 6-1, and by the sounds of it, were very, very impressive. I didn't I didn't get to go over and see it, I was at work. But uh, Bobby Camwood, Jordan Stevens, Alex Woolerton, Sam Dolby, Kun Temenushkov, and Alpha McCalmont all scored. Apparently McCalmont had a really good game, a lot of people said. I mean, ju- just in terms of Stevens, Dolby and... Temenushkov, there's the three promising names there of youngsters who all had decent seasons last season. Um, yeah, it's good to see them getting a few, you know, quite nice seeing a team score six and each one's a different goal scorer as well. But one of the things I think we kind of have had to revise probably over the last year or so is kind of some of the players that have come in to the under 23s through water and you know if they if you get one or two of those that come into the first year and make any impact then i think it does kind of change the whole story on him and his recruitment for the under 23s yeah i uh, i forgot to make a note of it actually but i don't did you see the little half hour sky documentary on leeds no, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I've seen, I've seen, I've got a link to it, but I yeah. just haven't had a chance I, yet. I, I won't go for it because, to be honest, there's not actually that much. For the most part, it's a revoiceover of clips you've already seen for LUTV. It's, a, yeah. it's a little bit. It, 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 it is a fine watch. It does fine. There's nothing groundbreaking in it. Or it came off quite well, which uh, got him a bit of credit with uh, some of fans. A lot of things he said, you know, admitting that he, it wasn't. His strike rate wasn't good enough last season and stuff like that, so he's, he does mm. seem to know. But uh, that under-23 side were praised a lot by the Taddy Albion coaches. But Simon Collins, who's like head of coaching for that eye-to-eye that work with him, said it's one of the best yeah. under-23 teams he's ever seen. And their manager, Michael Morton, uh, is quite interesting because he's taken the job of a lead youth development phase coach at Leeds, but he's being Tadcaster Albion boss at the same time. It was quite interesting. I quite like reading the little the statement they put out about that. Just saying, uh, yeah, he might be late to a couple of uh, training sessions, but it won't in any way. It won't really affect his position at Tagcaster, which is, which is good because I think it, it's quite nice to be still involved in that competitive side of things for him as a, as a manager, where he'll get to 
developer skills, both as a manager of, you know, fairly young players, but a few older, you know, a few older players as well with, with Albion, as well as kind of improving youth development skills. Um, it's, it's quite, and I think from what it, it seemed like a dream job for him as well. Yeah, because it, it, it made a point of mentioning that he's a Leeds fan and all of that stuff, didn't it? Yeah, it'll probably do him good as a as a coach. He's kind of getting the best of both worlds, working with um, youth teams and still uh, coaching the men's team as well, and working with a big kind of a big age range in there. Um, was it I two I that Ronaldo and Romario Vieira came through as well? Uh, yeah, after they'd had their spells abroad, that was where they got picked up from. Yeah, so they, they've. I think it's quite a good little partnership there with I two I and. And tag, Cat, uh, tag Caster as well. Yeah, Be- because they will have had no contract and stuff. They probably don't get one in writing, but I'd like to think they get a little bit of a kickback out of the Vieira deal, even if it's only a little bit, like you know, a few grand just to help them running. Yeah, you'd, you'd think as well as and with a team like us who I think puts a lot into youth development. You just think you know, even though even if Romario didn't make it through, he was part of the under twenty threes and played fairly regularly you think let's give them a little bit of cash to kind of put back into that. So, you know, we can, you know, it's almost like kind of just putting a, almost a first option on youth players, um, you know, just having a link with them. And, you know, so we kind of get first option if, if there are any promising youngsters come through with them. Yeah. Um, hopefully they can find us a striker who is better than Pierre Michel Lasaga. He's back. I don't know if you saw this story. Normally, I'd just leave him alone because he's gone now. But there, have you, have you, do you know what I'm going to talk about yet? I I had not seen this at all until just flicking through the notes now. Right. Yeah. There is to be a reality series produced about Pierre-Michel Lasaga and his family as he returns to Hamburg for their first ever season in Bundesliga 2. If that's got subtitles, I'm watching that. Uh, that's got to end up on BT Sport or something. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the weird moments between him and his mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything's ever happened. I'm just saying I wouldn't be that surprised. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a strange point to have got to in your life where you think, "Yep, you know, I'll have a, a camera follow me around as a as a fairly average but overly paid footballer." It just shows that that he does have a giant ego because it's not like he needs the money. This article that translated it had his wages. He's the highest paid player in Bundesliga 2 ever. 3.4 million euros a season, which is £58,250 per week. I'm sorry, there's one number that's really stuck out here. Plus 15 grand a point. Per point? Who gets paid per point? And 45,000 a goal is what it said. Now, I don't necessarily buy those numbers, but that's what it said, and it's a reputable media outlet. So they they had a thing in there that I didn't note down, but it was something along the lines of if Hamburg were to get promoted with 70 points and he got 15 goals, he'd come out with like 5.2 million euros for the season. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, it's not it's not looking great for them. <laughs> After 55 years, finally in Bundesliga 2, uh, they played the first match yesterday. Lasaga came off bench and they lost 3-0 at home to Holston Kiel. Holston Kiel sponsored Tottenham in the 90s. Oh, no, it was Holston Pills. Yeah, Different I think that thing. was Holston Pills. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, like, wow. 
Well, welcome to Bundesliga 2. Yeah. They were basically, the thing they kept saying was that, like, even when, you know, some of the big players have dropped down, they've never been anywhere close to those wages. I'm guessing from from that number as well, there was nothing in his contract about a, a wage drop if they went down because that was kind of the figure that was being touted. Yeah, no, it would appear not. For us. They have offered him a new deal, like because I think he's got one year left, and they've offered him like a three year contract, but on lower wages. So he's just it's just sat on the desk. Um, yeah, good good luck to him. Good luck to Hamburg. I won't want to deal with him. No, you get sick of him watching him in, watching him play. You know, twenty odd times a season at home, and then you've got to go home and he's on TV as well. Jesus, he gets sick of him very quickly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of really expensive players, uh, the one that sort of got away over the summer, Abel Hernandez, has signed for CSK Moscow. Uh, it's not normally I would have just mentioned it and that was it, but it sounds like a very Leeds United deal in a way. Because he failed his medical, but they've signed him anyway. Yeah, Seth Hernandez there. Yeah. Uh, Three million euros a year. In, that's 400,000 euros less than Lasaga. <laughs> but the difference is he has, a, he has a signing on bonus of four and a half million euros. Ah, uh, there you go. How much is he getting paid per point? <laughs> it didn't say. But yeah, that's 51 and a half grand a week, just over four million signing bonus over a three-year deal. So it averages out to £77,100 per week, and that doesn't include his bonuses. It's not a bad deal. That's a pretty good deal for failing a medical. Yeah, it's not bad. But if he got that much after failing a medical, it wouldn't shock me. There was numbers floating around on Twitter from places saying that he was looking for nearly a hundred grand a week. If he failed a medical and he's averaging out to nearly 80, it wouldn't shock you. Yeah, I know when... Because I think when it first got reported, it was it was fairly confidently said like he's failed a medical, but he will still probably sign for CSKA. So, good luck to him. Uh, it'd have been great if we could have had him, but um, we, we've got Bamford instead, and there's no way we were ever going to be paying anywhere near that. Yeah, and he, despite the seven million fee, it will still work out. <laughs> yeah. To be, it'll probably work out to be similar numbers, but for someone who's twenty-four and doesn't have knees made of biscuits, <laughs> knees made of biscuits—that's yeah. a new one. Well, I think I think we've put it off long enough. I think we should get to the the main part of this podcast. Obviously, we'll preview the upcoming games afterwards. But uh, yeah, we need to do our predictions and make ourselves look nice and stupid. Yep, yeah, it's that time. Right, uh, we've got a few. There's. The promotion and relegation from all the four leagues. There's a couple of cup ones, and then there's the League United ones. But we'll uh, we'll start with League Two. Uh, who have you got getting relegated from League Two, Casey? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at my notes now, and I've actually forgotten to pick who's going to get relegated from League Two. So I've got a little paddy power up now. It's going to make for a great podcast, this. He's um, loading up Paddy Power. <laughs> that is the expert advice that you literally don't pay for with this podcast. <laughs> There's a reason it's free, and that's because it should be. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't pay for our uh, insight. We just give it to you anyway. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. All right, let's, let's go. Here we go. So, some bad teams in there. I feel like I did write this out, but 
Uh, anyway, let's go. I'm going to go bottom of the table. Uh, I'm going to say Macclesfield Town. Uh, 23rd Markham. And okay, see so there showing his lack of knowledge. Only two get relegated from League Two. Is it? Oh, there you go. All right, I'll go with those two. <laughs> uh, yeah, flip them two round for me. I've got Markham bottom, Macclesfield 23rd. So KC's 10 seconds of research came to a very similar conclusion to my <laughs> 30 seconds of research on that. It works. Yeah. Uh, and then the four that go up from League Two. Uh, so Has KC written down three? I thought it was five. <laughs> oh, this league system's ridiculous. I'm glad we're out of League One. Um... No, I've I've got my four. So going up in the playoffs, I have Colchester, third Lincoln, uh, second is Swindon, and winning the league, Notts County. Uh, I've got a couple of them in there. Uh, going up through playoffs, I've got Tranmere. Someone always does well straight from conference, and they've got good support and stuff. So they'll be attract. They'll get some players, and I think I think they'll be good. Uh, third, yeah. Notts County. They had a really good end to the season last year and they've kept most of the players. Uh, Lincoln City, second. Danny Cowley's good and they've signed John Akinde, who always scores goals in League Two. And top, I've yeah. got MK Dons, who should never have got relegated in the first place with team they had. I, j- I just didn't want to give them any credit for yeah, anything. No. Uh, what I'll uh, do is, that's, uh, basically, the way that we're going to do it is, so for each of them, if you get them right, it's five points. And if they're in the right position, it's 10. Uh, but what I will say is, if you get them all right, like for instance, I have got a thing of notes with all the points on, which I've forgotten to bring in like an idiot. But like because there's two going down from League Two, if you got both of them in the right place, you'd get, instead of 20, you'd get 25 as a bonus for getting it all right. League Two, yeah. if you got the right one, two, three, and playoffs, that's 40 points, but you get 50. The annoying thing would be if I uh, predicted all four of these teams to go up and they did, I'd be really disappointed that I haven't put a bet on it. Yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, basically, if there's three or four of them, you get a bonus 10 points. If there's two, you get a bonus five. Yeah, it seems right. We did we did put the caveat in this uh, for this season after the yeah, what we all now refer which, to as the Sunderland incident. Yeah, after you predicting Sunderland to get promoted from the Championship last year and them coming bottom and you still winning. We do have a new rule. <laughs> yeah. We do have a new rule. If you predict a position and you are wrong by 10 places or more, you lose 10 points. If you're wrong by 20 places, you lose 20 points. And for playoff winners, uh, like for instance, because it's the third team to go up in the championship, we will count them as third Yeah. in League Two. That'd be fourth. Yeah. At some point, I, will, I mean, I will knock up a, not a spreadsheet but something to keep track of these later Google Docs yeah but uh, on to League One uh, I'll go first on these ones uh, relegation right. wise uh, in 24th I've got Walsall who weren't great uh, 23rd Rochdale they only stayed up in last minute last year their main signing appears to be 39 year old Alan, Alan Wilbraham uh Akrit and Stanley in 22nd. I hope they don't go down, but... I, could, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. And this is uh, one of my first... In fact, I'd say one of my only quite out there ones. They're all kind of middling. But going down in 21st, I've got Shrewsbury. Having lost the playoff final last year. 
Uh, they've lost their manager, they've lost some decent players. You always have a bit of a hangover when you lose a playoff final. Uh, so I think they're going to fall like a stone this year, and I think they'll go down. Interestingly, Shrewsbury is the only team that I've got as well. So for me, in 24th, I have Wickham. In 23rd, I have Gillingham, which again just comes from Andy Hesson Tyler. Uh, 22nd, Shrewsbury, and 21st, Doncaster. It is weird that we've both got Shrewsbury. Um, speaking of Hessenthaler, Jake Hessenthaler left and has gone somewhere else, but I can't remember where. Well, I'm sure I'll hate them as well. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, then going up, uh, in f- third team going up through the playoffs, I've got Peterborough. They always score shitloads of goals, even if, even though they're going to lose Madison and they've lost Jack Marriott and Gwen Edwards has gone to Ipswich and they just always find more goal scorers. So I, th- I think this year they'll do it because they always end up somewhat up there and I think they'll, they can't possibly defend as badly again. Second, I've got Portsmouth. Logically, I wanted to write Sunderland, but I don't trust them, so I'm going Portsmouth. <laughs> and top, uh, I'm going with, as much as I would prefer them not to, I'm going with Barnsley because I don't think they... I think if they'd have had a better manager, they'd have stayed up last season and they've done okay since alright well, well since they did me so well last season I've gone third Sunderland yep you've even got them to win the playoffs which I think is what you did last time <laughs> uh, second I also have Portsmouth um, they've, they've had a decent team for the last couple of years and got some decent players in there so yeah and they've got they've got good good support and a decent budget for the level and 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 this is based on entire I could have done the minimum amount of research to check this, but I'm going to ask you because you'll you'll probably know. Is Lee Boyer still in charge of Charlton? Yes, he is. I have them to go up as champions. Fair enough. <laughs> he, he, they they had a good run with him last season, and having seen the interview with him talk about tactics and kind of how he's progressed into that role, I was actually really impressed. So uh, I've got them down as my my champions. Yeah, uh, I didn't end up going for them, but they were my playoff winners before I changed my mind. Uh, so yeah, we'll go on to the, we'll do the, well actually, we're probably better off, we'll do the Premier League next. I'll keep scrolling up now, there we go. I have a feeling a few of these will be the same. Yes. Not all of them, but a few. Uh, shall I go first this time? Yeah, go ahead mate. Alright, so for relegation, I've got bottom of the league, Cardiff, who, despite rel- doing a relatively good job last season of keeping up with Wolves, Still played some of the worst football I've seen. Quite how they got out of the championship, I'll never know. Nineteenth, um, I have Crystal Palace, who I was just reading recently. Zahar wants out. Uh, they've not had, uh, not been in the best position. I know Hodgson did a decent job with them, but I, I think just losing someone like him could upset that team quite a lot. And eighteenth, I have Huddersfield. Well, I have two of them. Uh, I've got Huddersfield bottom. Because second half of last season, I know they did did pick up a couple of results when they really needed them. But over the second half of the season, they were really poor at times. And it was only that really good start they had with momentum of getting promotion that carried them through. And they won't have that this year, I don't think. Uh, 19th, I've got Cardiff. And I've written in brackets next to it, just Colin. (laughs) Yep, I'll go with that. Yeah, because I I don't really see 
as I say, I don't think that they were good, that ability-wise they were anywhere near a promotion team, but the kind of shit I'll still wait through it. Which is fine. I mean, I'd have, I'd have taken it if Leeds did it, but I just, I don't think they've improved nearly enough to get through a Premier League no. season. And then in 18th, I've gone Brighton. I just don't think they've got enough quality. I don't think they're getting enough goals from the strikers. Glenn Murray isn't going to keep doing it. And the their main, they, they've spent a lot of money on that uh, Aliza Jahanbach from AZ Alkmaar. And signings from Holland are always a risk. You know, so, for every Suarez, yes. there's an Alfonso Alves. So it's Alfonso Alves. So I, I don't think it's going to be enough. I can't, it's, it's, um, yeah, it never quite works out very often that, you know, recruiting a top goal scorer from Holland. You know, for, like you say, for every Van Nistelrooy, there, there are a number of disaster stories as well. Yeah. So uh, who have you got top four? Can't see. Top four, uh, I've got fourth, Arsenal, uh, return to former glories now. I've got the same. I have Tottenham third. I do not have the same. I have Liverpool second and Manchester City winning and yeah. retaining. I also have Man City winning the league. I figured we'd both have that because it's hard to not say that. Between It's a combination of looking at that Man City team and just realising how ridiculously good it is. Hating Chelsea and Man United. It, kind of, it leaves you very few options. Yeah. Well, yeah, much like you, I've got fourth Arsenal and first Man City. In third, I've got Liverpool. Uh, and one that I really didn't want to put, but I'm gonna, I've am going to. i got second, I've got Chelsea. Ooh. I don't think their business has been that good, but I really rate Sarri as a manager. I think mm. he'll really get them playing, and they're not in the Champions League. So I think that their players will be better rested and stuff because I assume they can. I mean, they can get through the group stage of the Europa League not playing most of the main players. Yeah, and like it really benefited Liverpool when they weren't in it. It didn't do it for Arsenal. Yeah, but I think Arsenal will get back into the top four because I think they've bought some good players. I think they look a lot more solid. And Tottenham haven't bought anyone. And for the first five six weeks of the season, they've had a lot of players away at the World Cup who haven't had a decent preseason. And I'm not sure yeah. they'll be able to catch up the few points I think that they're going to lose at the start. And Man United seem to be tearing themselves apart under Mourinho in terms of falling out of each other. And I just don't want them to do well. So, Yeah, that was... Um, it's been interesting with Man U. I, I, it's Mourinho, for the quality manager he is, and he just... He's been so dis- divisive. Look at his career. What happens every time he's in his third season? Yeah. They all fall out and he's gone. You know, I just... But the, the th- but I think the thing is as well, like with all the other clubs, at least he normally has a couple of seasons of success before that. Whereas Man U, uh, he did improve them, but they haven't had that success that, that Mourinho normally brings. Yeah. Well, uh, on to, for us, the main event being Leeds fans, uh, the championship. Uh, I'll go... Ooh, I shall another go, season. Yeah, I shall go first on this one. Uh, bottom of the league, Rotherham. In 23rd, I've got Bolton. And in 22nd, I've got Hull City. Ooh, Hull, yeah, Hull were there or thereabouts. Hull, I think, off the top of my head, were 18th. Because I remember, because I think you tipped them to go up. Yes, yes, I did. 
they weren't good last season and they've lost about nine of that starting 11 and not really signed enough. I mean, they've brought in like Eric Lehigh and that Todd Kane from Chelsea and that's about all I know off the top of my head. Mm. So, and their owners don't really give a shit. Mm. It's same. It's like I've got Bolton because financially they're a bit knackered and I've got Rotherham because I just don't think the team's good enough. What What's happening with Bolton? I did see, obviously, a few weeks ago when the players basically said, we're not playing anymore, we have not been paid. But I haven't really seen anything since then. I don't think they're not as bad as that now. They did manage to get stuff sorted, but I can't see them doing a great deal. So Q no. and Q and battering us in the league cup. But uh, well, I have gone for bottom of the league Millwall. That's again that's more in hope than <laughs> that. That's it's very much hope than anything else. <laughs> that's heart overhead. If I've ever heard it. Twenty uh, third. Rotherham, who they just, I think they've, over the last couple of years, they've kind of gotten into that position of good League One team, probably just a little bit too small to be a championship team. And just, they kind of lack the resources a little bit. Um, And 22nd Bolton, who, like you said, just the position they've been in over the summer is not, you don't normally see players going on strike and then pushing for the playoffs. No. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are a few. I've, I can't, I'm not really sure, because there's always one that's like surprisingly bad. The, I nearly went for Ipswich. I, looking at Paddy Power's odds, they're right down there at the moment. Yeah, uh, I, I could see them, but I'm giving him the credit, because he did a... They, they, that's where Shrewsbury's manager went, isn't it? And he yes. did a good job last season, so I'm giving him the credit, but it'll be good enough to keep him at least fourth bomb. Yeah. I will say just before, because um, that not everyone they don't need to know this, but I'm going to tell them it. We're, we're recording this after the first round of championship games, but before the Leeds game. Yeah, we couldn't get it in until Saturday night. For what it's worth, I did write these first thing this morning. So the only game that had happened was uh, Derby winning two one away at Reading last night. Yeah, I did the same thing. I did them last night. So except I, for so League Two. You like two yeah, relegation, but you just did. Yeah, but yeah, that was literally worked off the odds of Paddy Power. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was all done last night. Um, and the only result again I knew that I knew was the Derby game. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, for the playoff winners from the Championship, I've gone with West Brom. The thing that worries me about picking them is that I could see it, they might lose a few players. Before window shuts, you know, like to Jay Rodriguez and Yeah. I could see that being a problem. But when I look, I always think you're gonna do well if you don't concede that many goals. And I know that they've ended up getting beat by Bolton today. <laughs> but you know, first game of the season, I'm not gonna read too much into that. But they're probably, I think, once everyone's first choice, they might have a back four of uh, Craig Dawson, Tosin Adarabio, Kyle Bartley and Kieran Gibbs. With Sam Johnson in goal. That's a good back four. That's a really good back line. And then they've got like Hagazi as well and Alan Neom. Mm. Yeah, they've got some good defenders. Uh, I really undenied it was West Brom or Brentford. And I went for West Brom. I really f- I fancy Brentford to get in the playoffs this season. Yeah, the way, the way they played the last couple of especially last season, they, they played some nice football. I think they're probably going to be there or thereabouts. They've been top 10 every time since they came up. Yeah. 
They, 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 they've always seemed to have a very good midfield as well. Last couple of years when we've come up against them, their central midfield. So is, mm. it, is it Ryan Woods that's there? Oh, Ryan Woods is a great player. I'd, I'd love us. Well, me and three quarters of Leeds Twitter following is <laughs> crying out for us to sign him. He'd be a good one. Uh, in second, I've got Middlesbrough. I think Pulis will shithouse them up in the way that Colin did last season with Cardiff. Only they've got a bit more yeah. quality. And top, I'd be very surprised if KC don't have the same stoke. That squad's ridiculous in the championship. I so I will say now I have uh yep that pretty much <laughs> uh I've just I just the order's a bit different so I've gone uh Middlesbrough in the playoffs Stoke second West Bromwich champions oh, you've gone West Brom champions yeah um it's probably why they got beat by Bolton today <laughs> <laughs> you probably did that West Brom are going down now you've heard it here <laughs> if I back them, they're going down. Um, but yeah, two teams that have done pretty well. It's, it's, you know, Stoke probably more so to keep that squad together. Um, although, is it it's um, is it Gary Rowett that took over at Stoke? Yeah, Rowett's the manager now. Uh, he's he's a good manager to have in, in this level. He um, is, although I still think he should have done better at Derby. Yeah, but I I don't know what it is at Derby because clearly you look at the team they've had for the last few years, it's not just, you know, they've underachieved massively for four or five years now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's entirely what's going on on the field as well. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I think... Between Stoke and West Brom, I think those are your two that are going to be probably going to pull away. Yeah, I think I think that's Stoke. Some of the players they've got, which we'll come on to more before when we preview the actual game. They've, it's a really good squad. Uh, I should I, I would have actually done these earlier, but to be honest, they're on the next page of the notes, so we'll do them now. Uh, who have you got winning the Champions League? Uh, for Champions League, by the way, we're going to do fifteen points if you get it right, five if we get beaten final. Uh, same for Europa League. Yeah, I have gone for Manchester City to win the Champions League, I think. This is really boring, KC, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've not been more creative, but it's about time they did. They, you know, the last couple of years, they've kind of progressed a bit further. And I don't know. They, it's just such a good team to look at. Um, I don't mean in terms of the football. I mean, they're a very handsome team. I love Fernandinho. Whoa. Um yeah, I just, I just, it's very hard to look past them. Yeah, they, I just think it's such a ridiculous side. And I think that they're now good enough that they'll be able to not go too hard in the early stages and knock themselves out. Yeah. Uh, and this is very Anglo-centric, but I've also got Chelsea winning Europa League. I don't think they'll start going with a full-strength team until the knockout stages. But yeah. like, I think they cons- I think they'll do. They'll look better than Arsenal did last year, and Arsenal got pretty close. The thing that makes it worrying is that someone good might come third in a Champions League group. Yeah, true. Um, I've gone with Sevilla because they're specialists. Yeah, they're, they've <laughs> they've got a decent record in the Europa League. Um, and what is it? Spanish teams have won nine of the last ten European trophies. Yeah, there you go. Spanish football is in a fairly good position right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, outside of that, again, minimal minimal research went into that. They're like the fourth or fifth favourites to win it. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, take that. Uh, well, the, um, we've then come on to the Leeds United predictions. And I'm trying to get the number of points for each of them, but for some reason, my phone has decided... You know that weird thing where it suddenly decides that you can't access anything that's 18+. plus. And I was trying to look at Odds Checker earlier, and it's crashed my internet because it's gambling. <laughs> I, I've got the numbers here. All right, cool. I'll I'll see if I remember. Uh, I believe that the first one, yeah, uh, will Marcelo be able to last the season? I think he's only five. Uh, that's correct. I'm going yes, because I don't think we could afford to sack him even if it goes tits up. <laughs> I, I've gone yes as well. We did say that about Thomas Christensen last season, but... I think we just, we've just got a lot invested in Bielsa, so yeah. I think... Even if it starts going wrong, unless we're bottom, you have to stick with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's always a quick one. Uh, who have you got for player of the year? Uh, player of the year, I have Pablo Hernandez. Uh, he's just... I, I think he's still probably in that team. The pro, technically the best player in there. Um, I think the attacking style of football will kind of suit him, give him a little, will probably put left a, a lot less emphasis on him to get back and defend. And it'll just kind of allow him to do his thing up front. Um, and even in the darkest times last season, he just still looked an absolute cut above everyone else. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I had a few that I was deciding between. When we brought in Barry Douglas, he went up high on my list. Uh, I did have Adam Forshaw on the list, uh, and, but his injury at the start of the season dropped him down a peg. So I'm going to go with Luke Ayling. I think this. Ooh. I think the way that we're playing under Bielsa with the deep midfielder slash third centre-back kind of floating around and the wing-back's really pushing on. It'll allow him to get forward a bit. Same for Douglas. It's one of the reasons why I thought he'd be good too. Uh, but, yeah. he, you know, fans love someone like him who tries his bollocks off, but he's got forward really well in pre-season, scored a couple of goals. So I fancy him to have a really good season this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that as well. It's a good shout for Luke. He's already a fan favourite as it is. And yeah. I, think last that, year, I think that was 15 points, isn't it? That one is 15 points. Yeah. Onto the young player of the year. Also for 15 points. Who have yeah. you got? Uh, young player, I believe, right? Leeds' young player goes up to like 23 years old, doesn't it? Something like I think. I think it kind of stretches depending on the number of candidates we yeah, have. Yeah, it might even turn into 24, depending on when the birthday is. Yeah. Uh, so for young player of the year, uh, I've got I've got someone who, real, who has really impressed me and I think is going to be looking at our squad a really big part of the team because of the way that Bielsa plays, and I'm going for Calvin Phillips. Uh, yeah, that's a good shout. If, if it does stretch that far, I'd go with Calvin Phillips. I think that him dropping in as that third centre-back, because it's something that Leeds fans haven't really seen him do that much, I think it's going to really like increase how much Leeds fans kind of respect the work he does and because he's a yeah. bit deeper and won't quite have as much pressure on him, I think he'll give the ball away a bit less. Yeah. So I think I think this move will help him. There was there's quite a few like I thought about because I've I keep feeling like he's going to start breaking through. I, I was tempted to put to say Jack Clark because he really impressed me in preseason, but I don't think he'll get the game time, especially now we've got Jack Harrison in. Mm. So yeah, Calvin Phillips for me. Mine was very much going to be Ronaldo Vieira who. 
definitely in it would qualify as a young player and someone who was probably going to feature most of our younger players but um since that option is no longer available i'm actually changing mine i'm, I'm gonna come clean now and say i'm looking at the name jack clark that is what i wrote down um but again i think game time is gonna did i just talk you out of that <laughs> No, to be honest, and I, I kind of had the realization. I was thinking I was struggling, and then I realized the one young player that's probably going to feature regularly is Bailey Peacock Farrell. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, fair enough. Won it last year. Again, it's, uh, uh, in terms of the the game time that younger players are going to get, I think he's probably going to be the most regularly featured player there. Yeah, the other one I was tempted by because he is young enough, but I don't think they'd give it to Aloni. I was tempted by Jack Harrison. He's only 21. Yeah. So I thought that he might have a chance, but I'll stick with Phillips. I I could see us having the same thing for this. Uh, I don't know what how many points. I don't think I don't think we do. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I'm not sure how many points top goal is. I'm going to say fifteen again. That is fifteen points. Uh, yeah, I've gone for the main centre forward that we've signed, Patrick Bamford. He's number nine. He's going to be leading the line most games. In theory, he should get the most chances. Just logical pick, Patrick Bamford. Um, I've gone for Samu Saiz. Oh, you're back in a return to form. Yeah, I, ju- I just think, again, in terms of between, uh, you know, as of now, I'm I'm kind of going with that lineup of Hernandez, Saiz, and Alioski as the front, you know, the front three behind. I'll say the front three behind someone. Doesn't entirely yeah. make sense, but, the you know, the, the attacking midfielders behind Bamford. Yeah. Um, I think he... Yes, and I, and again, I think like Hernandez, he's going to be given a lot more freedom up front to kind of the he's not going to be having to drop in too often. Not that he did a whole lot anyway, but um, so, you know he he definitely has the quality to create chances. Didn't mind taking a shot. Um, I my thinking is this season. I don't know if we're going to have someone who gets much past fifteen goals, but I think we're going to have a few goals spread out amongst players. Hmm. Um, so yeah I'm going with Samu Saiz fair enough uh, oh that's my uh, my other out, my, the other outside I had for young player was Ryan Edmondson and if we hadn't signed Bamford he would have been the guy I picked yeah because I think he probably would have because you'd have seen him coming off the bench a lot more then I, I think that if we hadn't signed Bamford and we were going in with Kim Aruf as the main centre forward that within six weeks we'd have seen that as much as I have no problems with Roof being in squad, I think he's a good player. He's not always on form, but I think he's a decent player. But I don't think he leads the line well. And I think within six weeks, you'd have seen Edmondson starting if we hadn't signed Bamford. So he would have been one I went for. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he definitely jumped above Sam Dolby in the uh, pecking order. Yeah. Uh, then on to the last one, which I can't remember how I set out the points for this case, so I'll let you do it. Uh, so it is Leeds exact finishing position. So if you get it exactly right, that's 25 points. You get 15 points if you are within one place and you get five points if you're within three places. Yeah. And on this one, the being out by 10 and 20 still applies. Yes. So, uh, I'll let you go first on this one, Casey, because it's sort of the, it's sort of the main event of the predictions, I suppose. Um, I think I'm going to be the one that brings it down. I've got us finishing eighth. Oh, fuck off. No. Get <laughs> fucked. 
Right, I'm changing my guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shoot right there, brother. Right, this must be something in people's heads, genuinely. Have you ever heard of the Not The Top 20 podcast? Uh, I've heard of it, but yeah. I haven't heard I started listening to it recently on a recommendation from someone I work with. Uh, and they had his eighth as well. <laughs> but again, I listened to it about uh, half past two this afternoon at work. When I'd gone eighth and they said eighth, so I thought about changing it then. And then I've come in here and you've said eighth. I, th- I think it's a way of being positive without getting your hopes up too much. Because I think... I think we're going to be better than we were last season, but you still look at the squad and, as we kind of said earlier about you know the the central defensive situation, we're still lacking in in depth. Um, I don't know. We we spoke about it and we spoke about it last week on the on the episode, and the, now we're kind of getting closer and closer to start. Well, the season has started for the most part, but you're looking now at our team and. I am now questioning a little bit more why Porty O'Connor went out on loan. Yeah, well, I said the same last week, didn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we probably have... I think we have a strong team, but I think one or two injuries, and all of a sudden I think we, we kind of look... We'll start to look a lot weaker. Well, you've kind of scuppered me here. Because <laughs> for all of those reasons, yeah, eight sounds about <laughs> right. But I refuse to be more negative than that. <laughs> so I'm going to say Leeds come fifth. Oh, I've pushed us up into the playoffs. Yeah, Leeds come fifth. Okay. Uh, I think that we've got a strong squad. We could, we'd be stronger if Forshaw was fit. And I just think if we could get a centre-half a really good centre-half to play alongside Janssen once everything gets going would be perfect. But it does appear Bielsa kind of rates Cooper and I'm not in a position to tell him he's... Because I've always said I don't mind Cooper being in the squad, I just don't think he's good enough to be first choice all season in a promotion winning side. But I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong. Mm. I don't don't know. Well, I do want to be proved wrong, but I don't think I will be. Yeah. He's he's a fine central defender. But yeah. you may have noticed that me and KC have also exposed one of the flaws in the logic. Which is of course if you go lower than fourth, you cannot be out by twenty places. Well But to be honest, was, that would mean we come bottom exactly. and we would just want to end it all anyway. So <laughs> it's a, I think that was just to stop the the wild optimism. Yeah, to stop us just saying, We're gonna win it. <laughs> Sod it, we're going to win the league. Oh, sod it, this is awful. We're going down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we are probably looking like a solid upper championship team. Yeah. Or it's all going to go horribly wrong. Huh. One yeah. of them. <laughs> well, uh, we are on to previewing the games. Uh, for I'm actually... Oh, I'll mention this now, by the way. I just want to say thank you to everyone on Twitter. I did, for once in my life, just did the shameless self-promotion beg and just said, hey, we're near a 1,000 followers, so if a few of you could give us a follow and listen to the podcast, more importantly, listen to the podcast, but if you could share this about and give us a follow, we'd really appreciate it. And in the you know, 24 hours since then, we've had about 250 new followers on Twitter. 
Yeah, my phone never stopped going. It was great. Everyone that shared and everyone that followed us. I just want to say thanks very much. It was really nice. Yeah, I'd really appreciate it, guys. Um, you know, we've got quite a few, you know, a few people asking as well about obviously where to find the podcast and we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great that people are willing to share us and people have been talking us up. It's been great to read these nice comments about us. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so even though I'm not saying we're going to get many, but it does mean that there's a chance there's a fair f- that there's a few new people. So last season we did predictions for every game on top of us preseason predictions. Uh, we basically nicked the scoring system off for Super 6 that Sky do. Uh, if you get the result right, you get two points. If you get the correct score, you get five. Uh, so we'll start off Stoke City at home on Sunday, live on Sky. You'll get used to hearing that. Uh, got relegated from Premier League last season. I read a few things off their fans, and somehow a lot of their fans are concerned, quote, at the lack of business conducted by the club, and that they have, quote, a thin squad. Kindly go fuck yourselves. best squad in the league by a mile their manager's saying he might have to trim the squad down because they've got so many they've got like 28 first team players uh it's bollocks they have at least lost Sheridan Shakiri and Ramadan Sobi who are both really good I I know he's been injured a bit in the last couple of seasons but just looking through that squad and when you see Bojan in the championship yeah it's ridiculous there are doubts over the fitness of Bojan, Benny Kafobi, Badu and Jai and Eric Peters. Hopefully they're not fit enough to play because they're all really good. That is, it is a ridiculous team they've got for the championship now. Yeah, just having a little scout through. They've still got Jack Butland in goal, uh, who, even if he is leaving, they'll pick for the game, I would assume. Yes. Because you imagine wherever, if he does leave, he's going to be the number one. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to leave to be a number two anywhere anytime soon. No, if I was guessing now, I, if, if I was going to have a guess right this second, I think he ends up at Everton because they sell Courtois and Pickford gets bought by Chelsea. Okay. That's my current guess. Start at summer, my guess was Liverpool and then they spent 67 million on Alisson. But even if okay. he does go, they've signed Adam Federici in as a, I, I, I say as backup, I think they're expecting him to become number one. Yeah, good, good, solid championship keeper. Yeah, uh, plenty of good defenders. They've got even though Eric Peters might not be fit, they've got Josh Tymon that can play left back, and he looked really good, and he's still really young. Uh, Moritz Bauer at right back was one of their more impressive performers back end of last season. Uh, Bruno Martins Indy and Ryan Shawcross is a pretty solid defensive partnership in the championship. And we've got Jeff Cameron as well backing him up. Who is, I mean, he he must have shitloads of caps for America. Yeah. Bruno Martins indeed, I imagine, is still probably a Dutch international. Yeah, there's there's some say they've spent uh, six and a half million on that I don't know how to pronounce his first name, I'm gonna say Ogenakaro Atebo. Uh he looked decent in World Cup for Nigeria, but that's about all I've seen of him to be honest, but he is highly rated. They've managed to keep hold of Joe Allen, which I think is a really good that's as good as most of the signings. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play, but that Gianelli and Bula's back as well from his loan that they paid about seventeen million quid for from Porto. Uh, Charlie <laughs> Adams ridiculous. Charlie Adams still there but his legs have gone he was shite last season Darren Fletcher's legs have gone as well but he's still decent his legs his legs have gone he's still got a move yeah but he's, he's still he's still alright he's just adapted his game uh, mm. it's going forward that they're quite scary particularly with our lack of defenders which we will come on to in a second uh, Tom Innes 12 million James McLean 5 million good wingers that's added to... They already had Chupo Moting and Bojan. 
It can play attacking mid. I think they've still got Ibrahim Afalai as well, but I'm assuming he's not playing because they sent him home in March, didn't they, for being shy? Oh, yeah. Even though he has got plenty of talent, but he's an arsehole by the sounds of it. And then strikers, obviously, a phobie's injured, but according to our notes, we've got Mame Biram Juf and Peter Crouch twice. I'm guessing one of them is meant to be Saido Berahino. I was going to ask quite a few <laughs> I don't know if, if you just... I wasn't sure if you just considered him such a threat that we had to put him on the, on the list twice. Against... Against centre-backs the size of Berardi. I will say, I, I, it's, uh, and we were speaking earlier about Hadi Sacco's Twitter game. Peter Crouch, strong Twitter game. Just he's, strong game. He's a really nice, funny bloke. I, I, he, uh, he does live up to the the whole uh, to the reputation of, of a man who answers the question what would you be if you weren't a footballer a virgin yeah. he's he's very much carried on that vein of form through his life and into Twitter yeah he's very he's very good uh, Berahino's weird because obviously he's been shite for, for like two and a half years and is a is an arsehole as well but you do I do always get the sneaking suspicion but if I could get his head right he'd be really good in championship yeah he's there's definitely quality there it's just ever since it's pretty much Harry Redknapp that ruined him. You know, Harry Redknapp just go, come on, I'll, I'll look after you, don't worry. And then it just never happened for him and he was sat in a car for a long time and it's pretty much been a knobhead since was then. Red, but was Redknapp still Spurs manager when that happened? Was that, what was it later on? No. Sat in a car park, isn't that Peter Rodden Wingy? I'm sure Berahino did something similar. Uh, Berahino did try and, he did try and get a sale. When he was at West Brom, he tried to go to Tottenham. I'm pinning things on Harry Redknapp that aren't his fault now. Ah, uh, well, you know. There's, there's enough things he's done wrong. Um, yeah. Just check his bank account. Or his dog's bank account, anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, They've got a hell of a squad, but in addition to that, we did get some early team news out of Bielsa's press conference yesterday. Uh, obviously, Forshaw's out for six to eight weeks. We've talked about that. That's a massive miss. I think that's the biggest miss for us is Forshaw. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Peacock Farrell will start ahead of Blackman. He said that Blackman isn't as fit and he is a real stickler for fitness. Like He measures their, all the measurables like body fat percentage and stuff all the time. But he did say that's not the only reason. And to be honest, I think Peacock Farrell's look better in pre-season than Blackman has. Even if I think long-term, Blackman is going to be the one that gets more games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, when you see someone who's come through the academy, you kind of hope that they can just stay in the team the whole time and, and keep it you know that's what we'd like but it's quite nice I think we, you, we have genuine competition for the number one spot instead of Peacock Farrell coming in because the other two goalkeepers are too shit yeah uh, he said Janssen will probably only be on bench because he's only been back a few days which again I'd probably pick him just because of the players we have available but Bielsa is kind of hard and fast with stuff like that as a rule could see him coming on at half time if we're struggling uh, he did say in his press conference that he's happy with the centre back options because Phillips can play there Ailing can play there Berardi can play there and he, he mentioned Connor Shaughnessy as well who has been back in training so he has seen some of him I wish I to see as well he he would definitely add some height to the defence which if we're coming up against Peter Crouch at any point he at least would add that height that we are missing through, you know, with the answer being out of the team. Because obviously, if you've got Berardi in the, we saw in the the Newport game last season, just any sort of cross that went in, he was 
very, completely ineffective. Yeah, I say I don't think Shaughnessy will be back yet, but it shouldn't be too long. Uh, he did say though that if we can add another option in central defence, it would be good too. So I do think that they're looking, and it does sound like Pennington at the minute, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Also, I forgot to mention it. Uh, uh, Nixon from the Scummy Sun is saying that we're now the favourites to get Lucas Nemechia from Man City. Yeah, that was that was interesting. The young striker, because he's one of the ones we mentioned on the Bielsa podcast that we did in the off season when we were talking up the uh, link with Man City. We didn't talk. We, one of the ones we didn't mention was Jack Harrison, but yeah, if we could. I, I mean, I don't know how many strikers we probably need now. Hmm. Um, because I, I can't imagine he's going to get too much game time given the money we'll have given to Bamford. Then you've got Roof, who'd probably want some game time, who I know he can fill in as a winger, but I think we'll still expect some game time. Um, and like you say, we've got Edmondson as well. So Yeah. So, yeah, we'll... Uh, I'm guess, I mean, we know that Peacock fouls in goal. Uh are we thinking that rest of the team that it'll probably be Berardi, Phillips and Cooper as the three? Phillips might be a bit further forward as the deepest midfielder dropping in or he might just play it as an out-and-out centre-back if they play 3-3-1-3. Three, three, three. I think Phillips would probably be the centre-back. Yeah, and they'll go flat-back three like they did against Las Palmas. Yeah. yeah uh, it'll be Ailing right wing-back and Douglas left wing-back. He did say all the other new signings are available and fit enough. Yeah. Good. Uh, probably click as the the, li- the linchpin. Yeah, in, in the middle of the second three, and then that's where you get the options. Because I'm not hundred percent sure Bamford will start this one because he hasn't had as much time to adjust. I could see it being Roof. He did. Well, oh, he's played. He's had a bit of game time through preseason. Um, I, then yeah, you can imagine he's probably not had much chance to see Bamford or. Uh, you know, really see how fit he is. So, but I, yeah, I could probably see that actually. I'm going to take a shot as of now of it being Roof up front and the three behind being Pablo Hernandez, Samu Size, and I think Harrison will get the nod over Alioski. Oh, you think? Mm. I'd I'd stick with Alioski, but that's just me. Just because he's he's played through preseason, so he'll go with that for the first yeah. one. Yeah, and I, and I think as as much as we we like uh, we are going to set up as an attacking team, I think having Alioski in there is someone who will kind of track back and do yeah. a bit more defensive work. I yeah. think you probably want that in there as well, especially with someone like Douglas who likes to get forward. Yeah, one of the things that I did say in that piece I wrote for it altogether was one of the good things with Alioski last season was if he was having a bad game, he did kind of try and make up for it by just chasing after everything and putting tackles in in a Bielsa yeah. system that's not as likely to happen because Bielsa won't want him chasing back at every first end mm. so it could be it makes it more difficult for him because if he's having a bad day he can't get away with it through sheer will mm. I wonder if you could you could have those two in a team and almost have them rotate mm. as, as the wing back and yeah. the winger that could well happen to be honest if we wouldn't have signed Douglas I thought that before we signed Douglas, I thought that Pierce and Alioski were both going to play at least, you know, a decent number of games as a wing back. Yeah. And now Pierce will just be back up for Douglas. Mm. Yeah. Like I say, I think probably, we'll probably end up seeing Pierce against Bolton, which we'll come on to. Yeah. But 
this one tomorrow, Stoke away. I've got them winning the league, you've got them second. Uh, what do you reckon the score's going to be? Oh, we'll beat them 4 0, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 1 1 draw. I'd snap your hand off for that, by the way. Uh, yeah. Opening game of season against a team this good. That's that's optimism right there. That's not optimism, Casey. Optimism is we're going to win 3 <laughs> 1. Now. I'm going to say now, my my logic answer is that I think we will get beat 2-1. But I'm going Leeds win 3-1. Because it's the opening game of the season. It's a good time to play them. Because they're not settled. They don't, not everything's there. In a month, I think they'll be the best team in the league. But they might not be now. So I'm going to say that just being at home, crowds behind them. They will be really fit because Bielsa's running really ragged. They might be knackered at the end of the season and start dropping off. But I think, as of now, we're probably fitter than they are. Mm. So I'm going to say that we win this game 3-1. All right. Uh, then yeah. next weekend, uh, half-five kickoff on Saturday, because live on Sky again. Uh, Derby County away. They won 2-1 away at Reading last night, but they didn't play well. They were second best for most at game, and then... They got an equaliser through Mason Mount with a goalkeeping mistake. And then Tom Lawrence scored a really good header in like the 94th minute. Mm. Obviously, they've got Lampard as manager now, which has helped them get Mason Mount, who's a really good player. And they've got Jordy Morris as a coach, which we just won't talk about. He's meant to, he's meant to have quite a good reputation as a coach, Jody Morris. And you just don't you just don't expect it. I know they've been players in every verse end, but Chelsea's youth team have won pretty much everything for about the last four years under him. Yeah. Uh they've been in a bit of trouble with financial fair play, not that you'd know it based on their business. They've brought in a few good players, they've released Darren Bent and Jason Shackle and sold Andy Vyman to Bristol, and that's about it. Mm. It's yeah, still still looking like a very strong squad here. Yeah, uh, it's looking like where Vidra's been, that Vidra probably won't be fit for this game, even though it's in a week. Although, if he is, he'll come off bench and score. Uh, yeah, in, they've got a bit of a Leeds connection, Scott Carson in goal. But yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they've got they've got some good players, but it's when I look at it, it's like a good team, but I don't think it's amazing. I mean, I think I think if you look at the back line a little bit, you kind of it's it's definitely not the fastest. No, like Richard, Richard between Richard Keogh Keogh had an absolute stinker last night. By the way, no, oh, did he? Got away. Yeah, with it. it was very funny because that was that Derby is the last good game I remember Lasaga playing when he was just bullying Richard Keogh all game. Yeah, when he went all with his cocaine stare. <laughs> that is not me saying for any legal people listening. I'm not saying he was on cocaine. I'm saying he had the stare of a person who was on cocaine. <laughs> But Richard Keogh wasn't. <laughs> no, definitely um, not. Yeah, and then Curtis Davis. Um, not not the fastest backline. So again, there could be a time when you see more of Kemaru. Yeah. I mean, Wisdom's got a bit of pace at right back, and Olsen mm. has at left back. Uh, in midfield, they've got some good players, but again, not all that much legs. Like Craig Bryson isn't. Joe Ledley's a good player, but he ain't got much legs. Mason Mount's really good. I mean, he got mm. he got something like fifteen goals in the red division last season. Yeah, 
Tom Huddleston never been the quickest at the best of times, and he's he's starting to knock on a little yeah. bit now. Bradley Johnson, same. Jacob Butfield, similar. I really like Akechianya. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a bit of a workhorse, isn't he? Because he, I mean, he can play fullback and everything. Yeah, he's a bit all over. Mm. Uh, they've got two really good like wingers and attacking mids. Uh, in Harry Wilson on loan from Liverpool and Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence is a really good player. And they've got Florian Josephson who was linked with us as well. Yeah, that was a, a very quick link. With yeah, them. I think that was purely the agent saying, if you don't give us more money, he's off to Leeds. So they're giving more money. Leeds would just say, like, what? Who? Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, Leeds did make a bid, so it wasn't who. <laughs> I don't know. Could yeah. be, could, we've been, could be like football manager where you get links with someone. Oh, I suppose we've got to buy them now. Yeah. Uh, and then up front, they've got plenty of options. Dave Nugent, who was the one that started last night. Cameron Jerome. Chris Martin. Mason Cameron Bennett. fucking Jerome. <laughs> he gets everywhere. <laughs> Mason Bennett came on and did well last night. He did really well last night, did Mason Bennett. He set up the winning goal. And then the- I, I'm very... I, it's disappointing to see that Jack Marriott ended up there, and yeah. especially for the fit. Um, it would have been nice if we could have got him. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of his, so he's guaranteed to score in this game. Uh, obviously, I can say the last two on this list are Marriott and Vidra, and either one of them scoring is that annoying story that always happens. I'd be pissed off if Vidra plays. Yeah, it still it still annoys me that the way he he dealt with the whole thing is like, you know, after six weeks of oh, I kind of realised that Derby finished above Leeds last season. Like, no, no, you didn't. No, if that was why, you'd have said no six weeks ago. You'd have realised Leeds weren't going to pay you fifty grand a week. <laughs> but uh, that was, uh, yeah. I think one of Marriott Ovidry is guaranteed to score, even if neither of them play, which is a weird bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I'm going to say that this it's going to be a really tough one. This I'm going to say we get beat two one. I think we win this one. I'm, I'm going to say one nil. One nil, Leeds. Cool. Solid defensive performance from Calvin Phillips. Yeah. And then the last one before we should be back for a podcast in some way. There's also a chance we might, there's a small chance we might be back before this, but I'm hoping that it won't work out that way. It just, we need to work as way through as work schedules and find out what's going to happen. But uh, the following Tuesday night, Bolton at home in League Cup. It's the League Cup, so I'm not going to go through everything and see what they've got they've had a big overhaul 12 out 10 in financially all of it stop the main thing to talk about is uh, what sort of team will we play and like how seriously do you think we'll take it I think Sacco will come in Chibitsky will be in <laughs> Pennington <laughs> Click will come in no wait no he'll go out yeah <laughs> make a ch- I'll make a change for um, I, I think it'll be a very Murphy or Kane <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot you can do with our defence at the moment in terms of changes. I think you probably maybe see Shognessy come in. Um, Debock. You might see. Might see. Oh God! Forgotten about <laughs> I'd forgotten about Debock until just then. Uh, I think it's quite telling actually that in his press conference, uh, Bielsa named all those players, and he didn't mention Debock, who had played centre back in preseason. He didn't mention Hugo Diaz either, who had an awful preseason. Yeah, I think it'll probably be a mix of a few of the younger players coming in. Um, it might be again what we give Jan some forty-five minutes just to help build up his match fitness again. Yeah, I would um, hope he's back starting by the derby game. 
I, yeah, I, I think I could see him probably starting and playing most of the Derby game. I think Bolton probably should be give him a first half and then get him off just to get a bit more playing time in. Yeah. Um, for, yeah, probably, again, you'll see Harrison coming in. Stuart Dallas will probably come in. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a very mixed team. And I think it'll be a poor game, and I think we'll win 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we will play a few youngsters. I think Clark will probably get a game. I could see, with our defensive troubles, Ailing playing centre-back in this one, maybe as captain, depending on who's available. And I could see James yeah. Shackleton playing at right wing back like he did in pre-season. Because he did really well. Yeah. Uh, John Stevens might get a little go as well. Edmondson. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you'll probably see quite a few of the youngsters on the bench as well. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with you in that it'll be a pretty poor game. Do we get any points if it is a poor game? No. Uh oh. I'm going to say Leeds win after extra time following a two two draw. But it's for two two draws the actual prediction. Alright. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Unless we're gonna go through like four or five rounds. Because Bielsa works his players so hard, it's so weird. I don't want to get to like the second round and go out. I'd rather just go out now. I we either basically we either want to get to the semi-finals or get knocked out now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, ideally, I'll, ta- I'll take the finals. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's especially when you, when you're in the championship. You know, the amount of games they're going to be playing anyway. It, I was getting knocked out at the nearly stages of either this or the FA Cup. It really, it's really not too big of an issue, I don't think. Yeah, it bothers me more in the FA Cup than it does with League Cup. Even though the League Cup's the one that, if we're actually going to sneakily get anywhere, it's the one that's way more likely. I mean, ideally, yes, it'd be nice to have a good run in the FA Cup, but Jesus, we've been in this division such a long time now. Yeah. Just, I just want us to have some some hope of getting out and... If it means sacrificing the FA Cup for a year, I'm, I'm, I don't mind. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely call that a day because this has been a fairly long one. Not so long that it's out of time. It's nowhere near as longest. Uh, but yeah, that'll do us for episode looks at notes 27. 27. <laughs> Yeah, for episode 27 of the Mighty Whites podcast, we're at Mighty Whites Pod on Twitter. We're at MightyWhitesPodcast.com. The stuff that we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is at T-H-R-U, it's all L-U-F-C. Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, I've actually remembered to upload the last one to YouTube, which is the first time since about March, so sorry. I just totally forgot about the YouTube page because it, it's not what I think of to listen to podcasts. So I yeah. forgot about it in terms of putting this one up. But uh, if, if if people could go over to iTunes and leave a preferably five star review and, yeah. a, and a comment, that would also be greatly appreciated. Yeah, we have said before, even if you think that it's like a three star podcast, you might as well put five anyway. Because what difference does it make to you? Because <laughs> it does make a difference to us. So no, if you think we're only a three star podcast, thank you for still listening. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever really listened to podcasts and think this is this is fine I'll stick with it. Oh, I do all the time, but then again, I can have headphones and it work. Yeah, true. I I can't because I have to listen to children complaining about things. Well, you should let them out of basement then. Just, it, when they're quiet, they can be. <laughs> 
Well, you'll, like al- <laughs> you'll also find that we often end with a weird, awkward bit. <laughs> I think it's because because it's over Skype, it doesn't come across as natural. I think it'll be better once he's back in the country. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. I've been Jack. I'll see you later. And I've been Casey. Have a good one. Right, in a bit. Bye. That's not optimism, Casey. Optimism is we're going to win 3-1.